thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 40 Take all my loves, my love, yea, take them all. What hast thou than more than thou hast before? No love, my love, that thou mayst true love call? All mine was thine before thou hadst this more. Then, if for my love, thou my love receivest. If I cannot blame thee for my love thou used. But but yet be blamed if thou thyself deceivest by willful taste of what thyself refused. I do forgive thy robbery, gentle thief, although thou steal thee all my poverty. And yet... Love knows it is a greater grief to bear love's wrong than hate knows injury than hate's known injury. Lascivious grace, in whom all ill will all ill will all Lascivious Grace, in whom all ill well shows. Kill me with sprites, yet we must not be foes. That was Sonnet Forty, and I was looking forward to reading that one. I didn't <coughs> didn't pan out, and and there was coughing, and you put me off with the cough. I coughed after you were done reading. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> he didn't. It was during my reading. You all heard. Um, I'm Mark Chesley. We're going through the sonnets. Um, I'm joined by the the coughing. Thierry Hillis, <laughs> and, and as, as always. It's always your fault, is, is what it does. I'm older than you, therefore I'm bigger than you, therefore I win. That's, I like how that works. Yeah. QED at the end, that's, that's how official <laughs> that is. Um, that was Sonic 40. and it, it, It's quite an interesting one. When I first read this, and I, I've started rehearsing reading them, you may not believe that, but I have, it, it <laughs> throws you to begin with because of all the my loves, Take all my loves, my love. Yea, take them all. Thou hast them blah, 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 blah. No love, my love, that thou mayst true love call. It's it's very odd when you first read it, but it adds a very nice rhythm to it, I find. Um, But then when you get to the second half and you break that rhythm, it then starts to throw your brain a bit, which is what I'm going to claim happened. And plus Tierra's cough put me off completely. Fine. Fine. I'll, I'll find something to blame you afterwards. Fine, fine by me. Excellent. Uh, what, what did you feel about this one? Have you have you any special it's, thoughts it's or feelings? It's a fairly depressing one. This this is. It is a bit. It, just, it, it felt. It feels like he's he's going back to that. You've betrayed me, and I just I don't know how to build you up to that to that perfect being again because you've betrayed me and I do forgive you, but you've still. Uh, you, 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 uh, love knows it is greater grief to bear love's wrong than hates known injury. And then at the end, he concludes with "Kill me with spites, yet we must not be foes." And it just, yeah, it almost sounds like he doesn't really want to be in this relationship anymore. But then he just goes, "Yeah, but I, I, I still love you, but there's just so much pain that you've caused me." <laughs> yes, yeah, it's the. The desire to forgive is stronger than the ability to forgive, I guess. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. And and, and it it seems to be going to... Because this is what the third or fourth sonnet we've had, which is this same sort of theme. The, the idea that it's 
keeps stating, I forgive you, I do forgive you, I do I do this, I am forgiving you. It's more you. that he's convincing himself rather than the youth. Yes, that, that's what it seems to be to me, which is, is very interesting. Uh, if that's intended, it's quite a nice uh, mechanism, I guess, in the sonnets. The idea that, that Shakespeare is, is slowly trying to convince himself that the fair youth is how he originally saw him rather than how he has acted or turned out. I'm almost waiting for that big collapse to come. Because <laughs> it, it it just feels like there's just, just Shakespeare's just gone, well, or the, the, the narrator is just going to have a complete mental breakdown <laughs> and just start crying and sit on the floor and... Rock backwards and forwards gently. Yeah, because it, it just it feels like it's going towards that. I still want to love you, but still every time, and no matter how much I build you up, every time I look at you, there's I, I'm still reminded of what you've done, and it just that constant stabbing and. Yes. It it right now at least it doesn't feel like you would get over it. It feels to me that Shakespeare is is possibly putting too much of an emphasis on the ideal of love and and it's something that i i presumed um, incorrectly i guess that was a very modern idea this idea that true love exists and love is this emotion that sweeps you off your feet and once you feel it you'll know it and all of that which i don't think is the case that's the kind of hollywood ideal of love and i always thought that was quite a modern interpretation but it, it seems this sonnet is kind of reinforcing the fact that that Un, un, uncontent, un, unconditional love. The that that feeling is is probably a human myth. Does that sound really bad? Especially if from someone who's it's married. Just... <laughs> the, I I just I just feel that we're we're fed this idea, and I think we're fed this idea since we're since when we're very young that that. Love is the be all and end all of life, and if you don't have it, you failed, and you you haven't you are deeply unlucky, and you'll know when you have it because it's this feeling that is overwhelming and overriding, which I don't believe is the case. Maybe I'm just not an emotional person. <laughs> Maybe you have never been in love. <laughs> I, I I would say I'm in love with my other half. I and, and I I think I deeply am. I mean, I get upset when they're not around. If they're not here, it's painful. I miss them. I worry a lot, and that to me is love. But maybe, maybe it's not. I don't. I don't want to be told this if it's not. But I don't. I. I. That would have. I mean, that. That's my impression of love. What the wishes? Sorry, my my. What I think... your your interpretation is going just wanting to be around the other person and and missing yeah. them and worrying and. Whereas this this sonnet to me is is suggesting that there should be more than that. That that he's built. Well, it sounds like he's still very much in that sort of infatuation stage where you just the, the other person can do no wrong. Yes. And, and, and then, then, the, then the other person did something so phenomenally wrong that that even that that despite being infatuated, they're just cracked, and he just he realized that it wasn't this ideal being, but he still has that. He still has the butterflies in his stomach and all those sort of yeah wobbly legs and that sort of feelings, but very very conflicting emotion with the treachery, whatever it was that the other person committed. Yeah, when he sees the youth, he's. At- the same time both 
um, deeply in love or deeply infatuated, I guess, uh, and deeply upset and hurt. It's, it's amb- Which is a very, very shit position to be in for anyone who's ever been there. It's just... Yeah. And it, it, I don't think it'll end with love. That's, that's not the way those things go. Is eventually just... You, you have to get over it because you will just... Yeah. Well, either that or you go insane. Yes, but because the sonnet seems to be suggesting that whatever it was the fair youth did was actually something very big because it isn't. It, Shakespeare hasn't been able to get over it. This is yeah. Before this, we'd assumed that it might have just been something fairly innocent, yeah. but this makes it sound like I don't know. Maybe he slept with someone else, or yeah, and, and that's that's where I'm going. The fair youth has taken someone else as as a lover, maybe. Maybe another man, maybe a, a woman, I don't know. Um, but it, it seems if you follow the progression of the sonnets that they've been put in, which we don't know was the original intended and probably wasn't the original intended, so that this may be a reflection of that. But it seems that Shakespeare started falling in love with the fair youth and going, you're so beautiful, you shouldn't be wasted by being single. Then that slowly merged into a... I want to be with you rather than I think you should be with someone. And then it became this, I, I don't care what, you know, I, I we should be together. Then it was something's happened, something bad has happened. And now we're in a section where Shakespeare's trying to find it within himself to forgive the fair youth. But isn't all, all the sonnets which suggest he's doing that do kind of come to an end, which kind of says, I have forgiven you. But because it keeps coming up over and over, it seems quite hard. Yeah, to well, you 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 get to that point. You convince yourself that you're fine, and then it just comes back. You wake up the next morning and you just go, oh, f- yeah, damn it, and just yeah. We need to we need to take Shakespeare out on the town. Get him laid is what he needs. Yeah, that's 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 how it works. Just get his mind off of this. Have have a lad's night out. Yeah. Get him drunk. Just get him drunk. Maybe a few shots. Maybe some karaoke. That kind of thing. And end up in... Find him a nice girl in Oceana. <laughs> oh, Oceana and Cardiff. Is that still open? Oceana everywhere. I mean, I, I lived in Kingston for a while in London. They had to shut that Oceana down because someone got killed there. Ah, that's so lovely. It's, it's not just the one in Cardiff. <laughs> no, apparently not. Well, we, uh, we need to take him out somewhere where the, the drinks run free and the women are loose. And, and, and Shakespeare can have a, a night of fun. And, and get over the fair youth, or or failing that, if Shakespeare really wants a lad, we can take him down Charles Street in Cardiff, and, and yeah, he can go into the gay sauna that's down there, and and have a go into Club X, and yeah, go to Club X. Club X is awful place, awful. I've I've never been in there. The only bit I've seen of inside is the uh, uh the John Sim film. I what's it called? Uh... Oh, made it. it was made before they built. Well, they you can sort of see them starting building the Millennium Stadium in the background. Okay, nineteen ninety nine, I think. It's just basically about them. It's one weekend, him and his friends just doing drugs and alcohol and going out clubbing and partying. Okay, and and one of the clubs that they spend time in is Club X. Yeah. But within that, it's just just a normal club. club. It's not a gay bar. It has when I used to go out there it had the worst feature i've ever seen and it disgusts me even to this day which is in the in the gents toilets for the for for the girls who are listening and the women who are listening men have if if you do the standy uppy pee thing which is very fun because you can pretend to be a fireman 
um, if, if you do that. There, there are sort of two types. You, you've, you've got the individual urinal sort of porcelain bowl stuck on the wall, which is quite nice. And sometimes they have dividers and sometimes they don't, depending on how classy the places you are. Or there's the kind of metal trough that everyone pees into, which is fine because you just kind of hunch your shoulders and keep your eyes forward and you don't <clears> look <throat> at other people, which is fine. Club X, they decided to mount a mirror above the big long trough that was tilted slightly. So if you were looking straight forward, you could see everyone else peeing in the mirror. And it was just manky. That's, that's, that's... Uh... Manky and wrong. It's just... Ugh, ugh. Disgusting. I don't know if it's still there. I'm fairly sure it's illegal. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to go in there and... I mean, I've been to gay bars and gay clubs, but even from the outside, Club X doesn't look like a place where I would have fun. <laughs> you get judged on everything. That's it's how you came in, what you're wearing, what does make it is. Is it a make? Did you turn up in a car, a, a bike? Did you walk there? Did you come in a taxi? Did you come in a limo? Did you come with friends? Are you on your own? How old are you? How old are your friends? And you just get judged on every single point of your personality and and i don't like that some people do because it gives them goals you know i i'm going to go in in a nice suit and i'm going to go in with these friends because they're good looking and but i don't like being judged very very petty achievements yeah yeah whereas you know me going in going i'm doing a podcast on shakespeare's sonnets doesn't hold a lot of weight (laughs) with the gay community in cardiff it appears i have hundreds of people listening to me witter on (laughs) Oh, I... ranting about how bad this place is yes and going every now and then on anti-conservative rants yeah <laughs> sonnet 40 we're on sonnet 40 in this week's episode <laughs> which we were talking about it's fine fine i'm not quite sure how we did get onto oh yes no i do know we did yeah we need to take jay out on town that was yeah got there. yeah he does he does feel he does seem a bit needy in this poem I'm not quite sure if why he says my love so many times. It again I wonder if it's that self convincing. Yeah. The the But then it also felt a bit dishonest. Just through the repetition. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it becomes meaningless. Because it's yeah. not special anymore. Yeah, there, that's true. Yeah. Ooh. So maybe maybe Shakespeare's starting to fall out of love with the fair youth. So, or even anger, because if you if you talk to someone, if you can't, if I go, oh, you know, Mark, this line, Mark, we we can talk about that line, Mark. You, you're sort of trying to wind the other person up. Yes. Without doing it too too obviously, you're just sort of slowly pushing them, and then just going, my love, my love, my love, my love. The other person just go, just shut up, <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe that's what he's he he he's just trying to provoke the youth into something. Yeah, this... just just get something so more pain that he just can't goes. I need to walk away from this. And it, I mean, this can be read quite angrily with an angry tone. Take all my loves, my love. Yea, take them all. What hast thou more than thou hast before? No love, my love. That thou mayst call true love. Uh, it it could be read in quite a aggressive way yeah and that that repetition adds to that and and maybe maybe reading it as a love sonnet really isn't the way it should be read or mine was that just doesn't the, the more i look at this the less it feels like a love sonnet 
Yeah, I, 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 I think I concur with you. Yeah, or he, he does go a bit gentler in tone towards the end. Was I do forgive thy robbery, gentle thief, although thou steal the all of my poverty. But it just by that point, it's I don't know grief. Yeah, I yeah, I wonder if it's anger than grief. Yeah, anger then then it is. <laughs> Anger, then trying to convince himself of something. What what are the what are the steps of um, uh, coping with uh, loss? Um, is it it's denial? Denial, anger, anger, waging. No, what do you call it? Blame. Go... Hang on. Stages of anger. I, this is a hugely contested. Go, I think I... that the five stages of grief, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it, the sort of general. Uh, oh, apparently there's a grief dot com. Uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression. Bargaining, acceptance. that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I, whenever I've had bad news, I kind of skip over the denial and the anger and the bargaining. I, I, I can't, you told me this actually on Twitter the, the, a couple of weeks ago. And it's sort of given me a huge insight into my life that I appear to be hugely pragmatic. And it's just, it never really yeah. occurred to me before. It very, very little gets me angry. I don't. I. I mean, I've I've dealt with death several times over the last couple of years, and it it was never actually those five steps. Yeah, they're, they're good. Or even tool. even I've 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 fallen out of love, and it's never really. You well, sometimes you jump around in between those steps, and sometimes you skip some. Yes. Yeah. I I don't think it's sometimes the direct you just go straight to acceptance. Yeah. But yeah, this, this is quite. Yeah, I wonder if this is part of that. It's it's definitely. I think you're right. Anger than than bargaining, or anger than grief, or something like that. Hmm. Uh, let's let's. I think we should probably call this one to an end. That's probably been. These have probably been really long and really weird podcasts. Um. So maybe we should call it to an end, and then next week I'll make sure to have my coffee before I I do the <laughs> podcast rather than after. I'll try and wake up slightly earlier. Yeah, you. Yeah, damn you. Well, I would. I would have gotten up earlier, but the house next door. I think they're renovating, and they've been making noise since like eight a.m. and woke me up, and I've just fallen asleep five minutes at a time, and it's not a good thing. No, no, not at all. You should. You should go and shout at them. <laughs> I mean, they're allowed to work on their house. It's not much that. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Read sonnets to them in loud, loud tones. <laughs> just, just stand by the bedroom window and just go, "Take all my loves, my love." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just utterly confusing because they go, "What? Uh, there's a nutter next door. Let's stop." It might work. Just go inside. Call the police. <laughs> you got an asbo for for reading Shakespeare at your neighbour's unwantedly. Uh... That would be an amazing Asbo to get. <laughs> there should have been more fun Asbos because I, 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 they always gave them to kids, but why not give them to adults? And, and you know, because people have been prosecuted for singing like Celine Dion uh, at all hours of the day. I'd love to have someone have an Asbo to stop them singing the Celine Dion songs. Because that's how Asbos are written. You are not allowed to sing Celine Dion songs between the hours of X and X. So they just go, fine, I shall sing Christina Aguilera songs. <laughs> uh, we should tell people, for those who are listening from abroad, it's an anti-social behaviour order. order. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so it basically tells you what you can't do if you annoy other people. The, the idea was is it was meant to shame people into not doing the behaviour that was being antisocial. Uh, so you'd get an ASBO against drinking in public or drinking on your front lawn or, or something like that. Um, but what actually happened and what someone should have pointed out to the government but but never seems to is that they just became badges of honor how many asbos could you collect in a year so yeah not good not good i'm gonna set up my common sense consultancy (laughs) i i honestly want to and i can be brought into these decision makers and they can run ideas past me and i just go no that no that won't work (laughs) i I think the government could use someone like that yeah but then they never, even if they have committees going, no, no, you should not do this because this will happen. And then the government goes, goes eh, we don't give a toss. We'll do it anyway. And then it happens. And then everyone just goes, how did that happen? How could we not have foreseen this? And you just go, no, no, we did foresee this. You just ignored all the advice and all the warnings. We, we got the experts in. We just didn't listen to them. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, dear. Right. You can read Sonnet 40. Let's go. 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 Sonnet 40. Take all my loves, my love. Yeah, take them all. What hast thou then more than thou hadst before? No love, my love, that thou mayst true love call. All mine was thine before thou hadst this more. Then, if for my love, that thou... I lost. What was then. It? then, if for my love, thou my love receivest, I cannot blame thee for my love thou usest. But yet ye, but yet be blamed, if thou thyself deceivest, by wilful taste of what thyself refusest. I do forgive thy robbery, gentle thief, although thou steal thee all my poverty, and yet love knows it is greater grief to bear love's wrong than hate's known injury. Lascivious Greek. Lascivious. Lascivious grace, in whom all ill wealth shows, kill me with spites, yet we must not be foes. Oh, it's spites, not sprites. Oh, I'm so sorry I got that wrong when I first read it. I'm an idiot. Did you say sprites? I did. I was thinking little. Same. Sprites, spites. Little goblin. It does change the meaning ever so slightly. It does. I've now got a whole new (laughs) reading. Let's do this one again. (laughs) Ah, too late. Uh, That was Sonnet 40 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. And I'm sorry, I've just talked about the sonnet and didn't realise I had one word wrong. Uh, I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at Nufkin. I've been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we will see you again next time for Sonnet number 41, and I will be more awake than I promised. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.